Welcome to the Bitcoin Zodiac, the podcast that explores the intersection of finance and astrology, where we use a combination of spirituality and logic to help us connect the dots in the market. Hosted by Corinne Florence and Claire Marinan, who both come from a diverse background, bringing with them a wealth of knowledge and experience in the realms of astrology, cryptocurrency, trading, philosophy, investment strategy, and of course, Bitcoin. In each episode, we explore the economics of the markets following the evolution of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies through each moon cycle and astrological transit. Join us on this journey as we explore the intersection of these two worlds that are often thought to be at odds with one another, finance and astrology. Whether you're a seasoned crypto investor, a day trader, or just starting to dip your toes into the world of Bitcoin and blockchain, the Bitcoin Zodiac is the podcast for you. So sit back, relax, and come and expand your consciousness with us as we explore the world of the financial markets through an astrological lens. Good evening. Good morning. Welcome to Eclipse Season. I'm excited. I'm excited. Should I be excited? I get excited by these things. Yes, I think it is exciting because it means transformation for our listeners. We um, obviously are here recording our podcast, but we just spoke for an hour and a half um, (laughs) prior to it because... Man, oh man, does eclipse season love to bring things to the surface. So I hope everybody is flowing through everything that they're going through. The good, the not so good and the ugly. Um, But yeah, do you want to tell everybody in general how you've been feeling a bit, Claire? I mean, I mean, it's good. It's it's all good. It it really is all good. But I mean, there's just a lot going on. We are recording this on the 8th of October. So um, there's a lot going on in the world. We just had the Pluto square Mars and mm. um, sorry, Mars square Pluto. And um, there's that theme of war and just, you know, just dysregulation really and I mean even in my own life even in my own family you know it's all of those things are coming up and it's all part of eclipse season that really officially started the first of October and will go through to the third of November so just just a lot going on but um yeah I hope we can navigate it through awareness and um not lose it throughout (laughs) but it's okay right. every once in a while. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been very intense times in general in the world. There has been a lot of tension and this has been a little bit of a reoccurring theme. I think that we've been bringing up um, the past episodes and, you know, that's just the nature of, uh, you know, I, I call it growing pains as the, our world transforms, that's a lot of what's uh, what's going on. And, you know, as we come towards the end of the year, can you believe it? We're in Q4 of the year. I cannot believe it. I can't believe it. Like, it's really crazy. But yeah, I mean, it? Mars and Pluto, I mean, these are the themes of Mars and Pluto, really, you know, um, this that, that square is like an aggressive, aggressive um aspect really and so mars the planet of war you know that fiery aggressive planet of war you know square pluto um the planet of death rebirth and transformation so um yeah yeah, it is it's pretty warlike in a lot of on a lot of fronts yeah and you know um we recently also had mars conjunct the south node and i thought this one was so interesting because um a lot of astrologers that i i follow and um they were talking about this being a a rare transit or a rare phenomenon right that occurs Mm -hmm. and the last times that this has happened is 1929 
1987 and 2008. Mm. And we all know what those years were, or at least we know what happened in 2008 in the financial space. Mm. Um, And they're all associated with some sort of financial crash. Um, So we just had that actually happen this Mars conjunct South Node on the 4th of October. And friendly reminder that astrology doesn't always mean that something has to happen to the date, but typically we see it as triggers. I also see that kind of a as a trigger, not just that we're going to see a, a financial crash immediately, but I see it even as a trigger in our world, in our life, and in how people maybe are thinking and feeling around their finances. And if you do look around, there is consistently a lot of talk around, um, you know, a recession, um, a lot of fear around money, a lot of fear around people's personal and, and family finances that I'm I'm seeing. So that was wow. a pretty big trigger also happening. Um, thank you, Mars, for, uh, you know, trying to ignite the, the transformation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, there is everybody's life. Yeah, I mean, I can see that sort of in the in the macro world as well, coming into this eclipse season for sure. Um, right. I mean, the the Amer- America, the Biden administration just added another five hundred billion dollars to to the debt in the last two weeks. Um, so the debt is escalating at a rate that we have never seen before. Um, the bond market is looking really concerning because the um, yield curve has been inverted for an extended period of time, and that that is actually quite rare as well. And um, you know, I think it's it's just concerning to sort of have a look around at at what is going on because you know something has to break at some point, and I don't think mm-hmm. we will see a shift in. Um, you know, rates being reduced, interest rates being reduced, or um, balance sheets being expanded, like the Fed balance sheet being expanded and the money supply being expanded um, quite yet. But I don't think that will happen until something breaks. And um, realistically, the governments have removed the free market pricing mechanism in every market um, the commercial banking sector has been bailed out. Every time they come in and bail it out, it's removing that free market pricing mechanism um, from that market. And they've been able to do that in every sector except the bond market. So is is that what's coming next? Um, so that's really interesting. Um, in a way, it is kind of good news for Bitcoin and crypto because I personally maybe i'm missing something i'm not a macro expert but i don't see any way for governments to remain solvent um without printing an excessive amount of money so um yeah it's it's interesting i mean the the debt that is mounting ever mounting needs to be rolled over so the only way for them to be able to fund that is to print more money so we shall see we shall see what happens in the next couple of months and as i've said on previous episodes that usually is is you know not a bullish signal for the markets immediately um Mm -hmm. because it means something is breaking and i do see over this eclipse season i expect more consolidation of the u.s banking system more banks going under and you know really forcing deposits into those main four banks the big four um and I mean, I think that is convenient, but um, for, for the Fed and the Treasury probably as well. But um, because why why would people want to keep their money in a bank that they know may not get bailed out if something breaks? And, um, you know, we are seeing that a lot of these banks are really sitting on um, a lot of losses that haven't been necessarily realized or exposed at 
yet. And um, they, with rates staying higher for longer, this is really a problem for a lot of these banks. And there are some banks that also were responsible. I mean, these bond positions that all of these, these treasuries that all of these banks hold, those positions could have been hedged. And a lot of banks did do that. But there were others, you know, um, bank executives get paid bonuses on performance. So they kind of were willing to take that risk and not hedge those positions. But it's a real problem now. And so I do expect to see more banks go under, maybe more banks being bailed out. We don't know. Um, but they kind of have been pretty clear that if it's not a systemically important bank, then it won't be bailed out. So, um, yeah, I expect to see that and just keeping an eye on the bond market because um, that's really sort of keeping everything going. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, a lot of this actually leads to a lot of positivity for um, the crypto space or, you know, here we like to obviously look a lot at, at Bitcoin and, you know, we could see we always say here, you know, history doesn't fully repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. Yeah. And the last time that they majorly turned on the the dollar printers, right, was 2020, after we did see what many refer to as the, the pandemic crash. You know, we saw Bitcoin go down to about $3,500. Um and then after that, it was just, let's go, let's run. Obviously, within that, we also saw the Bitcoin halvening, which added to that um, that exponential growth in, in Bitcoin. And, you know, it also makes me think about in one of our past episodes, we spoke about the, the, the nodes, uh, the North Node. And... Mm -hmm. We, we spoke about the 18.6 year cycle and how the North Node moved from Taurus into Aries in July this year. And when the North Node historically has been in Aries in the financial space, that's where, yes, things do look bullish, but there is also a lot of fake money being created <laughs> right uh, absolutely um, and that, yeah and that's literally it's all aligning with the astrology up until 2026 while the north node goes through aries and then pisces which pisces creates even more of this illusion and dreamlike state of yeah everything looks healthy and awesome until North Node moves into Aquarius, we're looking around again, 2026, when then things yeah. will come on back down. So, um, you know, that has been historically when we look at things such as the stock markets. Um, mm -hmm. But for crypto or for Bitcoin specifically, we don't know what that's going to look like yet because bitcoin hasn't wasn't alive wasn't created um during the last times that this happened but i do see what we can see is when the money printers come on bitcoin does go for its run and typically as claire just said it's right after a little bit of a you know the maybe a black swan event. yeah yeah, you know, I can definitely and, see that happening a bit of a flash crash and then quite a steep yeah. V-shaped recovery and into right. uh, into a really extreme bull run. But again, mm -hmm. like you said, the fake, the illusion, because the way that the way that I see it is that I I, can't, I believe that our financial system actually died in 2008. And it's been mm. kept alive. It's been on life support since then. And it's been, you know, artificially kept alive when they introduced QE, when the Federal Reserve introduced QE. And basically what that quantitative easing is like, I'm just trying to think of a good analogy. Okay, if someone is, someone is wanting to lose weight and instead of taking the 
the stable, hard bitter pill, slow, hard bitter pill of diet and exercise. They think, oh, I'm going to take these diet pills and they lose weight really quickly. And then as soon as you stop taking the diet pills, the weight comes back on. And then, you know, then you have to go and take the diet pills again. And then, you know, then you stop and the weight comes back on and it's like a back and forth. And every time that you do that, the period between gets shorter and shorter and it's more extreme either side. And we are in that process. Now, how long yeah. we continue going in that tightening, easing, tightening, easing process, how long that can go on, we, we don't know, but it definitely is getting more volatile and more extreme with each time that it's done. And as I said, the reason I say that so confidently is because I really don't see any other way that governments can stay solvent basically without printing more money so um yeah, yeah i mean it is exciting make the most of it. it things are going to increase but as we touched on a little bit with last episode as well i do think this dominance of the dollar is also really detrimental to other fiat currencies and you know corinne and i have talked about it we're both from australia and just to sort of put those things in real world perspective is that I I left Australia a little bit over a decade ago and I used to be a flight attendant. And when I flew to the US, my Australian dollar used to buy me a dollar 10 US. Now mm -hmm. I think it's about 63, 64 cents. So yep. you can start to see these other fiat currencies being kind of taken out by the dollar as well. So you see those sort of things unwinding too. And um, so, yeah, I just want to sort of be clear, like, yeah, the bull run is going to feel like everything's going to go up forever, because I think it is going to be quite dramatic and quite extreme, which is awesome. Like, I'm so happy that we kind of have this, this knowledge, and we can take advantage of that. That's what we're here for. But um, let's just keep it in perspective and recognize as well that it isn't, I don't think it is going to last forever. And I think yeah. that the fallout in 2026 is also going to be quite dramatic too. So from 2026 to really 2030 is, um, is not looking great. So, um, so yeah, it's <laughs> just a way to be prepared. That's, that's a really mild yeah. way of putting it. Not, not looking great. <laughs> Um, but we not can, so fabulous <laughs> yeah but we can be realistic and we can prepare for that because you know we've both been through a crypto bull run and it feels like everything's just going to go up forever and yeah. so let's not get caught in that trap let's be really conscientious of you know how we move out of positions and um you know make sure that we take advantage of it and sort of prepare for the other side as well yeah and you know it's it's so important to talk about these themes um and just remember that everything comes in cycles um yeah. if you're here listening and haven't listened yet to our episode where we talk about the 18.6 year cycle i highly recommend you go and listen to it after this um because it really shows you even looking at astrology but just the cycles that occur over and over again that are inevitable what goes up really must come down like it's just part of it's part of nature we see it in nature and um you know for those that also use fibonacci not just the fibonacci that we see inside of our trading view charts but also you know fibonacci in 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 nature literally everything is a cycle and we claire and i have recently also been talking about even in our personal lives and, and trading and our emotion and as a trader investor I think it's so important and this is what I've loved about my journey here is that you get to learn so much about yourself because trading really does expose you money exposes you the relationship that you have with money really comes out as you step into this space and it's obviously applicable to your whole life and everything that you do in life. Um, and when you get to step in this realm and learn about you, your emotions, but then how to manage them, 
didn't think yeah. it's about controlling emotions, but it's about managing your emotions. We are human beings. And I think that's what's so beautiful that we get to be humans and we get to experience all of these emotions. But if we can learn to manage them, then that's when you get to take these sort of opportunities. You know, here in 2023, we constantly are saying that this is a year of preparation, accumulation and transformation. And so we're really preparing for this amazing opportunity that's coming up for a lot of us that are here, that are doing the work right now, that are getting informed so that we can make the most of what's to come. Um, and so the not so fabulous times that maybe are, you know, coming up in future years, that's okay because we're prepared for it because we've done the work now and understand that things work in cycles and we are ready to manage our, our emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to add to that as well, that I, I think it it's not, I don't think it's just Bitcoin and crypto that kind of, um, really expand in this time as well. I think it's everything. I think mm -hmm. we'll see real estate go through the roof in dollar yeah. terms. You know, real estate, equities, private equity, all of these things are going to massively expand again in dollar terms. When you're measuring a lot of these things against Bitcoin, as I've said in previous episodes, it's everything is depreciating against Bitcoin um, as a fixed asset. Um, but the denominator we're using is dollars, which is uh, an ever moving of the goalposts, um, if you will. So, um, yeah, it's just something to definitely pay attention to, to be aware of, to sort of prepare for as well. Like, you know, have a look at your portfolio. What is in there that you really want to, um, you know, setting yourself up for for what is to come. and um, And also being in a space that, um, of not overextending yourself either because there you know you can be too early to these kinds of things too and timing it precisely is near impossible none of us know um, the timing of this um, a lot of people did not expect Jerome Powell to keep rates so high for so long um, mm. we did we did cover that in another podcast that we we really thought that it was going to be um, way into Q4 this year for sure, if not, then early next year um, before we see anything like that. But I think it really depends, as I said, on something breaking. So let's see what this beautiful solar eclipse brings out. Um, it is the most exciting <laughs> astronomical event of 2023. So if you mm -hmm. are a stargazer, it's going to be magical, especially if you live in North, Central, or South America, where um, and are in the path of annular totality, um, because it's going to be a really spectacular ring of fire solar eclipse. So um, really, really beautiful. But it does really bring this, you know, heightened um, experience of um you know energetic this energetic of evolution and growth so even if things do sort of feel really chaotic but just being able to ground in this time and know that it's easy to get lost in that uh, the chaos whereas it's really going to be the the ability to be able to ground into that no matter how painful it is to go okay evolution and growth that's what I'm focusing on here yeah and you know from from a personal um perspective as well um you know I'm I'm reading a lot on these eclipses that are coming up especially if lately and maybe if even just this year has been really tough for you or there's just been like a lot of ups and downs um mm. this month or these eclipses are actually representative of a really key turning point um mm. which is which is pretty exciting right or can feel very exciting maybe the the release and relief that you were looking for could be coming through this. Now, eclipses are also really important to take note of as they call them the portals to another life. 
So they can even be, you know, if, if you really work with the eclipses and you're not happy maybe with where it is that you are now in certain areas of your life, this can be kind of like a sliding door that you can walk through to another way of being. So eclipses, if you work with them, can be really great for you. And they only really are difficult when you resist to the change that at the end of the day, you all, we all know deep inside of us, you know, what we really want and what we really feel. And it's like a surrendering and letting go and not resisting and, and working through it. If anything, it can be a really great way to put us back on our proper path so that, you know, your, your soul feels called to follow and work through. And so it can be really, really powerful to work with. Um, for, um, from a financial point of view and in, in financial astrology, eclipses can be also really key turning points. Um, and the way, the best way that I like to look at eclipses is they create, they're like a full moon and a new moon, but extreme, but intensified. I've heard, you know, the, the even they're, they're full moons and new moons on steroids, right? Yeah. So they can create really intense moves in either direction. Um, and Bitcoin, as we know, moves a lot with the moon phases, but also eclipses have historically been shown to create some pretty interesting things um, in, in the whole cryptocurrency space. And then obviously Bitcoin reacts to it. Um, I think we've spoken about it on here before. But let's go through them just in case for for our listeners here. So the past eclipses that we have seen, or another key theme about eclipses is that they bring things to light. The mm. things that were hidden can't be hidden anymore, and they come up. And side note, this can also be in your personal life. Um things may arise that you maybe weren't expecting or maybe you've been having a feeling of something and it'll be confirmed for you during this time too. So now let's bring that back to crypto and to Bitcoin. So some of the past eclipses that we have had, um, there was the famous 8th of November, 2022. We had the FTX crash to the date. Um, that was a full moon and a lunar eclipse in Taurus on the 8th of November, 2022. Um, we then had around the period of end of April, start of May, 2022. We again had another uh, eclipse in Taurus. Pay attention to this one. Again, in Taurus, um, we had a solar eclipse as well as a lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And that was the Terra Luna crash when there was the DPEG of the stable coin um, and everything else with Terraform Labs just kind of ended up falling and crashing after that. So Bitcoin took a big hit on both of those occasions. And now another really interesting um, past historical event was November 2021. We also had a lunar eclipse in what sign? Taurus, which actually marked the end of the 2021 bull run. So those were all examples of eclipses, something not so great happening and really what happened to bitcoin was price started to come down um we also did have an eclipse though at the in november 2020 um and december 2020 so that was kind of the the two eclipses and these were really key points for the start of the bull run 
So these two eclipses instead, um, there was the lunar eclipse in Gemini and the solar eclipse in Sagittarius. And what I noticed back in, you know, this 2020 eclipse was that the eclipse, I feel triggered part of the this bull run and it was represented by on the same day as the eclipse we had a jupiter conjunct the natal jupiter of bitcoin mm. and as we know jupiter is the planet of abundance of wealth of expansion and so having jupiter conjunct so right on top of the natal jupiter of bitcoin the eclipse triggered this um, and there was also at the same time Uranus, our, you know, our extreme planet, which was trying the natal Mars of Bitcoin. That is a key sign to remove any major blocks that you have in your way to get you going. And all of that happened at the same time on the eclipse and it just triggered it. And so that was like a key point that astrologically we look at as the trigger that started the, the bull run. Yeah. So I think we can see that eclipses are pretty significant events, even really in, um, in financial astrology. Yeah, um, they really um, are. The thing is, they sound kind of scary, but um, but they're actually really magical as well. And they can bring about mm -hmm. shifts that can feel miraculous. So it's like leave space for that too. Like even though I, you know, I do personally think that there there will be something that breaks as i as i've said already in this episode um that will sort of trigger that and seem scary but i think that that almost needs to happen for, for exactly. the good exactly to happen as well so it's like similar in our own personal lives sometimes it's our biggest heartbreaks that open us to be able to you know move move forward and move through to this sort of like next version of self and, um, you know, it's interesting that it's also in Libra because that's sort of generally associated with balance and harmony and partnerships and justice. And it's ruled by Venus, so the planet of love and money. So mm -hmm. it often, you know, in the realms of financial astrology, it's all, often about negotiations, fairness, agreements. But with this eclipse energy of this new moon, um, you know, before you reach those agreements, expect things to come to the surface and be exposed. Like it's like, it's a healthy exposure, if that makes sense. Um, you yeah. know, eclipses are meant to reveal truths that would not otherwise be seen. So it's almost before you can get to those resolutions, some things have to come up to the surface that maybe, um, you know, you weren't expecting or they're not, they're not pretty. Yep. And, and I love that you said that because I, I personally see it as, I guess I am just generally somebody that like, I like the truth. I want to know the truth and I, I don't want illusions. Right. And so I think that it, it is really beautiful when things come to light. I do look at what happened with things as such as FTX. Yeah. And I'm like, and again, for anybody that's listening, if you were affected by this, I send you so much healing and love. And I really hope that something does get resolved so a lot of people can get some of their money back. I know that there's something happening there. I actually received an email myself saying, FTX, claim any like losses that you had. Um, so just in case maybe people didn't check their emails, there is something happening behind the scenes. Please do your research there. Um, but in, in a way, I'm like, okay, like, I'm glad that this person was exposed. Like, yeah. it needed to come to light because we only, you know, God only knows what could have happened or what could have transformed from it even more. They didn't have great intentions. It wasn't sustainable. It was not healthy. And so when things do come to light, we want them to come to light. We want to know the truth so that then we can continue on with the reality. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Clean and healthy way. I mean, yes, 
if truth be told, we, you know, we're Bitcoiners. We believe in the return to sound money principles, real economic principles. And, um, you know, that's that's why we're in Bitcoin. That's what, you know, we believe in that. Um, yeah. And all of that, we, we don't believe in the diet pills. We're, we're happy to do mm-hmm. diet and exercise route, you know, but that's, <laughs> these decisions were were made long before we were even born um and you know we're in this system and so it's like how how are we navigating out of that but um also you know speaking in terms of that this libra influence also prompts us to consider ethical and socially responsible investments that really align with your values so it's again that moment of like, what do I really believe in? Like, what, how do I want to see the world? You know, do I want to see this central banking, military industrial complex, you know, continue to be perpetuated? Or do I want to align my investments with a future that I would prefer to see? Love that. So love that. And both of these eclipses are happening in Libra. And Taurus, it's mm-hmm. literally the two planets that are, uh, sorry, the two signs that are ruled by Venus, Venus love yeah. and money. So there's a lot happening around these themes. Um, you know, looking at Bitcoin specifically and from the last episode, I truly, I truly expected a bit of a bigger dip around the full moon in Aries, Um, you know, and we had the government didn't shut down. They just postponed it like they do with everything else. Claire, wasn't that funny? Yeah. (laughs) Reality show. Reality show cliffhanger. (laughs) literally oh my god so for those that don't know you know last episode we spoke about the potential u.s government shutdown um it was really really cutting it thin with timing and they ended up pushing it 45 days so the next day that they have to make certain decisions by is the 14th of november um so i guess we will see what will happen then but you know, this was all happening around this past full moon. And I was really expecting, again, Bitcoin to dip down a little bit further, but it didn't. And that's great. Like, it just looked like awesome. Bitcoin's ready to continue on back up towards this next new moon, which is happening on the 14th of October with the annular eclipse in Libra, solar eclipse. And um, so Bitcoin has been moving up as you guys are listening to this episode, um, you know, on this new moon, um, there are some interesting things that I'm seeing specifically for Bitcoin. So the eclipse is happening, of course, in Libra, and that's in Bitcoin's natal fourth house. So the fourth house in financial astrology is anything and everything that's related to, um, typically refer to it as earth and real estate. Now, I kind of like to look at this as something happening with either the Bitcoin miners or the Bitcoin network, or maybe the infrastructure of like, yeah, Bitcoin itself. Mm. Um, You know, an example could be that maybe transactions are being a bit slower because there's so many transactions happening on the Bitcoin uh, network at that point. For example, so um, it's happening in the fourth house. I'm not too concerned about that. I don't see anything like major happening. What I am seeing and that really aligns with a lot of what we've already been talking about is that it is the eclipse is trine natal Neptune, the moon in particular. Uh, No, both the moon and the sun. They are trine Neptune. Um, Bitcoin's natal Neptune and this again remember Neptune is the dreamlike planet it's the fantasies planet and it really is the one that goes and creates illusions so this here could something really be around the unveiling of an illusion and I don't know if this is going to set us up for more of what I truly see happening in the partial lunar eclipse, which Mm. is occurring on the 28th of October 
in what sign Taurus. And if you think about the examples that I just gave you guys of what's happened in the past eclipses, all those eclipses were happening in Taurus, the the ones that weren't such a positive, um, you know, such a positive um, reaction for Bitcoin. So let's just keep that in the back of our minds. Um, for this one that's coming up, the solar eclipse, I also see Uranus. Um, and for quite some time, it's already been square, the natal Neptune of Bitcoin. And I feel like during this time, it's really going through what I like to call just a test of reality, like what is real and what is not. Um, and I also feel like this is a bit of a warning for us investors in Bitcoin to dig deeper in the narrative, the overall narrative, and not just stick to what everything looks like on the surface. Mm. Then we also have Uranus trine Saturn during this eclipse. And this this is really interesting and associates a lot with um, with the theme of Libra because it's a lot about learning the necessity of balance between mm. change and stability. Um, this is a, uh, also a, a, tr uh, a trine, so an aspect that brings a lot of like um, initiative and new approaches in being efficient through your work, um, as well as technical and scientific progress. Um, and the last interesting thing always around Uranus and this eclipse is trying with the natal Uranus of Bitcoin. And this is about learning new things and broadening your horizons as well as changes in worldviews. So if anything, when I see all of this, I don't see for this eclipse, the first eclipse on the 14th of October, I don't see anything major happening looking at Bitcoin's natal chart. If anything, I think that it's giving us a really positive outlook. Like I, mm. I love it. I think it's exciting. New moons normally do bring up the price of Bitcoin before they start to head back down towards the full moon. But if anything, I think that if there is an illusion um, that needs to be uncovered, it will. Will we see it immediately? I don't know. I think it could be more related to what I'm seeing for the 28th of October eclipse, which we'll talk, mm -hmm. talk more about in the next episode, guys. Um, but for this one, it also feels like something is just happening behind the scenes, which is positive. And I think that Bitcoin really is expanding um, intuitively, as well as from the astrology that I've just generally been seeing the past couple of weeks and months. I feel like there's a reoccurring theme of more and more people are actually learning about Bitcoin yeah. and more people are starting to expand their awareness and their understanding, or even just like that little seed is being planted in their mind of like, wow, there really is another possibility. Like there is another way for us to exchange money, to store money. And I see this theme of the world the way that we view the world is changing and a big part of it is thanks to Bitcoin. So I actually really like this. Again, I, I do think there's some sort of black swan coming up, but probably going to be more triggered by the next eclipse in Taurus. Yeah. But there's really, really beautiful, positive things happening in the background. Yeah, absolutely. And we just want to be on the right side of that as well. Mm. Be on the right side of history, I think. And um, I think there's yes. also an element, I mean, I think it's very interesting that FTX's trial is over the eclipse mm. period. Um, FTX, Sam Bankman fried I mean, SBF. Um, <laughs> but the, and I'm sure there is way more to that story than than meets mm. the eye and I'm sure there will be disclosures and things like that but um I don't think that that is necessary those kind of disclosures are going to affect the crypto markets I think that the damage has already been done from that side of things um but it'll be interesting to sort of watch um watch him stay in jail probably so um <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and that's and that's what eclipses do right they always bring back themes 
um, from previous eclipses. Oh my God, can I share my fun fact that I found out about the eclipses? Please do. I, love <laughs> I, I just love when the astrology lines up. With so, we, we love a mix right. of astrology, crypto, and pop culture. <laughs> just a little, you know, we got to sprinkle it in here. Um, so recently, I think it was just like this past week, um, news came out about um, them finding who shot Tupac. And uh, I believe he was imprisoned, right? And what's so crazy about this is that Tupac was shot on an eclipse October 1996, and it was a Libra eclipse. And what do we have coming up on the 14th of October during this eclipse season? We have a Libra eclipse, a solar eclipse. It was a solar eclipse back then, and it's a solar eclipse now in Libra. And to think that this happened in 1996, and what does eclipse season also do? Bring back same themes that occurred in past eclipses, and here we are, eclipse season in Libra, and um, they finally found who shot Tupac. Now, some yeah. people are saying that this is a distraction. They're doing it on purpose. Maybe, but the astrology lines up. <laughs> yeah, and that's eclipses do do that as well. They sort of tie up loose ends. So it's it's mm. interesting also to go back and sort of have a look at what was happening in your world um, during the last eclipse. And are there any themes that are that are maybe going to be wrapped up in this eclipse season as well? So there's off that often comes through as well during eclipse season. So another yeah. sort of interesting sort of bringing things back around. It's always these cycles of um, bringing things back up for closure and, and those sorts of things. But also during the eclipse season, there's a real focus on um, the lunar nodes and so the north node is in Aries as we just discussed south node in Libra and so the lunar nodes really sort of shape the direction of society so the north node really is sort of embodied it incorporates the energies that the collective or yourself personally is ready to embody and then the south node sort of represents what you're ready to release so the lower vibrations of the south node, like every sign has higher vibration and lower vibration. And so the lower vibrations of the south node are often highlighted. So with Libra, we're talking, you know, indecisiveness, um, people pleasing, those sorts of things can really come to the surface. And um, so we're really wanting to step away from those lower frequencies um, of those signs involved. And so the South Node and Libra, areas of your life that you've really sort of suppressed your truth to either be polite or people please, or you're scared that, you know, it's people aren't going to like you or it's you're going to be rejected or, you know, those sorts of things. So anytime you've been sort of suppressing your truth, you want to move out of that. So um, mm -hmm. This energy is really about um, not doing things for the sake of making other people happy when it causes you um, discomfort or pain. And so it's really sort of time to step into your truth. And I sort of see that with Bitcoin as well. You know, again, like you mm -hmm. said, it's people are really learning the fundamentals of Bitcoin more and more. And it's really sort of understanding that as these things come through i mean we're looking at possible etfs being approved and things like that it's being able to make that decision and say well do i do i want to carry on you know and i'm not saying an etf is a bad thing i think it's great it opens up the ability to have exposure to bitcoin to a lot more people but on a personal level do i want to put my do i want to hand over my responsibility of my bitcoin you know, and have it with an, in an ETF, or am I 
going to step into the truth of what Bitcoin is and am I going to self-custody my Bitcoin? So it's like really sort of being able to step into your truth, even if it's inconvenient. And, um, you know, you don't want to be avoiding your truth for fear of confrontation or something like that. It's really a time to step into like decision, truth, and, you know, dealing with the consequences of that. Maybe people won't like it. Maybe people will be offended by your truth, but it's still, um, it's still asking you to step into that anyway. And then, you know, the North Node in Aries um, is really what we're ready to, to embody, to integrate into society. And um, so Aries is then the answer, the North Node is then the answer to those questions brought up by the South Node in Libra. So Aries really, you know, stand up for yourself. It teaches us that. Stand up for yourself, stand up for what you believe in and take action on what you believe in. Um, so it it really, it's really about aligning to the truth of your soul. It's not just the truth of your mind of like, well, I think these things, I believe this, I like this political party, I like this politician, I like this, you know, it's not opinion based, it's not head, it's about like the truth of your soul and really standing in that. And Aries gives us that, um, that power. And it's not, again, about being selfish and obnoxious and, and whatever and purposely hurting people and offending people, but it's really like aligning with your soul's purpose and um, contributing that to the collective. So it's reaching, again, like I said, it's reaching for those higher vibrations of Aries um, rather than selfish kind of, um, how do I describe Aries? Could, the lower vibration of Aries can kind of be a little bit selfish, a little bit childish in a way, um, a little bit tantrumy. And so it, it's not about that. It's about stepping into those higher vibrations, that, the empowered version of Aries. Um, so yeah, so also looking at your own South and North node. So for Bitcoin, the South node is in Leo and the North node is in Aquarius. So the South node, again, are skills and traits and attributes that, um, you have already mastered. They're probably, they're probably skills that you used to survive and succeed in a past life. So you've already embodied those. And, um, but those can quickly become your comfort zone and where you form attachments. And so it's, it's sort of is showing you what you need to transcend to be able to move forward. And um, so for Bitcoin, the South node in Leo is really about like Bitcoin has this regal energy about it. You know, it's, it's that Leo regal energy which it's already embodied so it carries that vibration already and really desires to be noticed and um so over this eclipse season again it's really aligning to the truth of what bitcoin is and what bitcoin is for it's not the truth that you want to speak to just like win people over you know, it's and and make other people happy, but it's the real truth. And I sort of see that in this sort of ETF debate. It's not that ETFs are necessarily bad for Bitcoin. They're probably quite good, but it's like aligning to the truth of what Bitcoin really is, what Bitcoin really stands for. Um, so it's feeling like what what is Bitcoin here to do in this lifetime? Love that. Wow. You had me squirming at one stage. <laughs> all eclipse season. I'm like, all right, I hear you, Claire. I'll go face it. All right. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. It's it does really bring these things to the surface. And it can be, you know, it it just is it's it just can be uncomfortable. I think that's how I would describe the eclipse season, but it's also like for me on a personal level, I, like I said, I'm going to, I really want to lean into the beauty. Like we have this stunning ring of fire in the sky. Like it's, it's really beautiful. And I want to lean more into those magical, miraculous 
elements of the eclipse season, even though it may hurt a little bit, it may be a bit uncomfortable, it may be, it may surprise us. Um, I'm also ready for the miracles, you know, I'm ready for the magic, I'm ready for the miracles. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's really what it is. It's this, I really see it as like a portal, like mm. and if you resist it, then that's where it creates difficulties. If instead you just flow through it and you focus on, like you say, the magic, then it can really, it can really bring about some incredible things. So it is an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing that we did touch on last episode, um, but did want to rebring it about because it's a very, very important um, thing that's occurring for, for Bitcoin is Pluto. So Pluto, we do normally see it as the planet of death and rebirth and transformation, but it's also like a planet of power and passion. And at the moment, it has been retrograding Capricorn, and it mm. is finally, um, as of for you guys listening to it, as of today, we're already in it. Pluto has returned direct, so no more in retrograde in Capricorn. And this is really important for Bitcoin because for the, the whole time that we have known bitcoin since its birth pluto really has been in capricorn and so for us even that look at the financial astrology it's kind of like oh this is the moment where we get to like go back to what it is that we know we get to back test we get to like look at things from a little bit more of a familiar stage um but also why i'm excited about this is because it's the last um, we're coming to the end of Pluto being in Capricorn and Pluto will actually finally move into Aquarius. Um, we have some shifts backwards and forwards, like Pluto will go back into Aquarius in January next year, and then it will actually go back into Capricorn once more at the end of 2024. And at the end of 2024, Pluto will, that will be like the last appearance that, that it goes through Capricorn and then it will return back into Aquarius end of 2024, all the way until 2044. So we're going to have Pluto in Aquarius. I hope I said that right with my backwards and forwards, um, but Pluto will officially be in Aquarius from 2024 all the way to 2044. So this is where we're shifting backwards and forwards. Um, and I think that, again, this is like a reconfirmation of just these transformations, these pushes and pulls that mm. even Bitcoin, but us as well and the rest of our world is going to go through until final decisions are made, the final transits and transformations are created. And from the end of 2024 onwards, we're going to really see this, this new world. Um, so definitely go back guys and, and listen to our past episodes where we've spoken more in detail, really about Aquarius and Aquarius, what that's all about. Um, Capricorn and how we really see Pluto and Capricorn being this, um, very hard old school money like the the really industrial um you know I really see this goat that just runs constantly forward on its own trying to just make money by itself and it's kind of like the solo entrepreneur versus now eventually us moving into this Aquarius community, everybody doing things together um, and, and a futuristic way of having a everybody economy and that everybody gets to win if they choose to in, uh, in this space. Um, and why I also think that this Pluto in Capricorn kind of last a little period um, for us is important 
is because I see it as this moment to finally detox and let go of where really Pluto is is dominant in in your life. So if you know your birth chart, you can actually go and see um, what house Pluto is in for you and see where Pluto is being activated. Um, and this is this is a really key last learning point and detox is the word that keeps coming back to me Mm. so houses are really important because they will tell you the area in which your your transformation is occurring seeing as Pluto is transformation um and so really go back and look at that and I think it's a really great reflecting period on what's the final things I need to let go of during this time and it's really until the end of 2024 where then there will be the next transformation in a new area of your life that you can step into yeah yeah it it really feels like we're in this space of a struggle between a power struggle between the old and the new Mm. and it's interesting because we we know the way it goes the new is going to win but it's like what happens in that in-between time um, as we go through this mm-hmm. back and forth, these power struggles. Yeah, power struggle is the right word. We've been seeing a lot of that. And with Capricorn and Aquarius, we really see that for, for our economies. And it's like, you know, when, uh, you know, being here in Florida, there is a lot of old money. And, you know, Florida really is a state where a lot of the people that have created their wealth, a lot of baby boomers that created a lot of their wealth have have moved here. And, you know, um, it's so interesting to even see the the shifts here where Florida used to be where a lot of these wealthy baby boomers would come and retire and just live, you know, in their holiday mode constantly. But then ever since 2020, I've understood that there's been a huge influx of younger, especially entrepreneurs and a lot of cryptoers coming to Florida and really bringing in this new way of thinking and living. And like, you know, I have a, um, on the beach where I I live, there's this, this bar and it says the where every day is a vacation and it literally is you know like here everybody lives on vacation we're always on a holiday but we still work we still create that income that we want to create um and so I love seeing the contrast between baby boomers did their hard grind and like created their money and now they're on vacation versus us maybe younger generations living on vacation and and we're like flowing through of course still working and making our money and um I really see that as that contrast between Capricorn being the old way and Aquarius being absolutely the new way of our economy yeah Mm. absolutely I definitely see that too and I think the the old way is also um you know, it's falling apart. The cracks are just getting wider. And, yeah. um, you know, that we're, we're witnessing that. And I mean, it's pretty cool, really, to be alive in this time and, you know, getting to witness like such a shift in humanity. It's it's really quite crazy. And, yes. you know, we, we are moving towards that and we're moving to a world that is that is just a lot um you know, it's it's not based so much in corruption and coercion, as uh, as more in actually being productive and um, you know creation. Yeah, creative or creativity and productivity. I love those two words. Yeah, perfect. It's a pretty good place to end. I think. I think so. So, so happy eclipse season to everybody. Happy solar eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. Stay grounded. Um, 
you know, you'll get through this. I feel it, it's actually so funny that we were just saying, um, I was just thinking about it, that the last eclipse season with Luna and um, not the last, but the eclipse season before, the last end of year eclipse season with Luna and FTX. And honestly, it feels like a lot longer than than mm. just a year. You know, it feels a lot longer ago because I feel like we've really been through a lot this year um yeah. on every front you know and so yeah it's it we're, we're getting there and the eclipse season is is sort of a clean out it's always this like clean out time and so it's just really a great time to remain grounded let the chaos go on around you and um you know when you're ready come come back up and and um move into that new energy that new atmosphere that's been created Agreed. Agreed. Embrace it. Love it. Happy eclipse season. Peace, love, and Bitcoin. Peace, love, and Bitcoin. Happy new moon. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Bitcoin Zodiac podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussions about the evolution of Bitcoin viewed through the lens of financial astrology. This podcast does not offer financial advice, so please make sure you do your own research. And stay tuned for our next episode where we will continue to dive deeper and build off these perception-expanding topics. Remember, whatever your beliefs may be, we all have something to learn from each other. So stay curious, stay open-minded, and keep exploring the world of Bitcoin and astrology. As always, may the stars align in your favor and your crypto investments prosper. Until next time, peace, love, and Bitcoin.